This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It is Monday, February 14th, and this is People Every Day. Hey there, it's me, your host, Janine Rubenstein. Happy Valentine's Day Monday. I am sending my love out to all of you who listen every day, and I hope you're feeling the love today, wherever it's coming from. We have a lot to catch you up on from the weekend, so let's get into what everybody's talking about. We learned that Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, has tested positive for COVID-19. Results of her positive test came four days after her husband, Prince Charles, began isolation following his own positive test. The 74-year-old Duchess is triple vaccinated, and a spokesperson for Camilla said, Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cornwall, has tested positive for COVID-19 and is self-isolating. We continue to follow government guidelines. So Charles and Camilla met with his mother, the Queen, two days prior to testing positive positive, but sources tell people that there are no updates on Queen Elizabeth's status, as well as no report of the Queen having symptoms. We will definitely be keeping an eye on this developing story. This is a slap in the face to the Olympic Games, to our sport, and to every athlete that's ever competed at the Olympics clean. Now that's former Olympic figure skater and current analyst Johnny Weir sharing frustrations on our next story, making headlines around the globe. 15-year-old Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva will be allowed to compete in the individual skating competition while her doping investigation continues. The teenager tested positive for a banned heart medication believed to be able to enhance endurance. The news of her failed drug test broke after she'd already led Team Russia to gold. And while she will continue competing in the individuals competition. The International Olympic Committee says that if Valieva finishes in the top three, they plan to hold off on having a medal ceremony until the investigation is concluded. This is frustrating to a lot of people, including runner Shikari Richardson, who you may recall was banned from competing in the Summer Olympics after testing positive for marijuana. Today, she called out the disparity in the way her situation was handled, saying the only difference I see is that I'm a black young lady. And Olympic gold medal skate and NBC analyst Tara Lipinski, who I caught up with last week, gave her take on the situation earlier today. First, I would like to say that Camila is only 15 years old. She is a minor, and I know firsthand what it's like just competing at an Olympic Games at 15 years old. I remember the overwhelming feelings and pressure that I felt. And for a young person, that's a lot to deal with. But with that being said, clean sport is the only thing that matters at an Olympic Games. I should note that Russia is still facing penalties for their widespread doping scheme during the 2014 Sochi Olympics. And this latest story is far from over. We will keep you updated. And now, what was that thing that happened last night? Oh, yeah, it's time to talk about the Super Bowl. Last night, the biggest night in football happened at SoFi Stadium here in L.A., and the Los Angeles Rams took home the Lombardi Trophy. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. But off the field, it was such a star-studded affair. Seriously, you guys, this could have been a red carpet event with all the celebrities that turned out. Benifer was there, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Prince Harry and Princess Eugenie were there, the whole kit and caboodle. 
schedule. But we have to talk about that amazing halftime show performance and all the other things you didn't see that have been making news since. So joining me now to discuss it all is People the TV show's Jeremy Parsons. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, and Martha Stewart. She was there. And Guy Fieri, they were there. <laughs> all the people and all the things. How are you feeling after last night's game? I actually loved watching the game. I've got some personal links to Cincinnati, so I was pumped for the Bengals, even though they didn't win. I thought it was a good game. But yeah, the, the stars were there. The, the halftime show was incredible. I, I thought it was, a, honestly, it was a, a memorable um, show altogether. Let's talk halftime show, okay? Let's go right to the middle of it, to the core <laughs> of Get what core, was right. last night. We had Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Snoop Dogg with special guests 50 Cent and Anderson Pack on the drums. I can tell you, my kids, are they don't even know these songs and they were getting it. <laughs> uh, it definitely had a lot of people talking though, especially the moment when Eminem took a knee after performing Lose Yourself. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. Seemingly continuing the movement, former quarterback Colin Kaepernick started. So it comes at a time where a lot is going on in the NFL. I mean, there was a, a lawsuit for racial discrimination and all of this. So how did that land for you watching and, and, and what do we know about it? Eminem had this moment, and it was kind of a bit of a quick moment. It did get a lot of attention um, after the show uh, where he kneeled, Dr. Dre performing some of Tupac's I Ain't Mad At Ya. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick back in 2016 during the season began kneeling, kicked off this whole movement, bringing attention to racial injustice, protesting that, police brutality, systemic oppression, racism. Yeah. But Eminem, uh, you know, ha has a link there. He mentioned Kaepernick in his 2020 song, Black Magic. The line was, I ain't gonna stand, I ain't gonna stand for this blank, like Cap for the national anthem. So he's all, Eminem, has been has been focused and had a watchful eye on all that's been going on. For sure. So Eminem took the moment to do it. Um, and, and by the way, the NFL says that they knew about Eminem kneeling. A spokesman, uh, Brian McCarthy, said his quote was, we watched all the elements of the show during multiple rehearsals this week. We were aware that Eminem was going to do that. So it wasn't something that took them by surprise. This was the first time hip hop was given this kind of stage, but it was so interesting to watch. And as a fan of these guys, it, it was it was great. Watching Snoop Dogg and watching Dr. Dre when they first, you know, I almost got chills as thinking about their their career, their life, what they've been through, how their music has changed yeah. um, pop culture and conversations around pop culture. And, and imagining that these guys have been world famous for so many years. Yeah. It's probably hard for them to have moments where they're like, man, this is next level for me. I felt like this was next level for them in their minds. They were smiling. They it were was. loving it. It was. When Mary J. Blige fell out flat right? after giving everything <laughs> she had and no more drama, I was like... <laughs> it was so good. We had emotional and funny commercials that I want to get into and, and just get your take, because I know you have a PhD in this uh, NFL uh, <laughs> Super Bowl commercial. Well, so take me through like your favorite. I was, I was tracking along. USA Today always does a big tracker, see, see what rates the best among people. I, I actually signed up. I did it. It turns out the Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage, the Dream House with Anna Kendrick and Barbie was the, yes. was the number one rated commercial of the Super Bowl. I really loved the Amazon, the Alexa Mind Reader with Colin Jost and, and ScarJo. Oh, yeah. Like, what if Alexa was saying what you were thinking? I thought that was clever. <laughs> did, did you have a favorite? Anything that stuck out to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, a cable guy, Jim Carrey, <laughs> coming back, <laughs> reprising his role as the cable guy in a new day, a modern era where you don't need cords for anything. Cable guy! Lastly, I want to talk about some of the things that happened outside of the trophy with the Rams, the, the winning team. After... 
everything happened and the confetti's flying around. We got some engagement news and some baby news. Yeah, Ram safety, Taylor Rapp. He proposed to his girlfriend, Danny Johnson, in front of a crowd of, of fans. It was right there on the field. There's gr There are great shots of it all over social media. You need to look it up. Um, but it's been a long time coming for them. And, and you know, he made the most of the moment. And then the big baby news has gotten a lot of attention. Wide receiver Van yeah. Jefferson's wife, Samaria, went into labor during the Super Bowl. She talked a lot about it in an article leading up to the Super Bowl. She was like 40 weeks, knew going in that like, you know what, it could happen, praying that it wouldn't, but it sure enough did. And apparently she was, she was apparently taken out in a stretcher and then Medic. she was insistent that they didn't <laughs> tell Van that she was in labor so it wouldn't ruin his moment. She wanted him to have the moment. Oh my god! She had said that that's how she was going to handle it. He was like, no, 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 you got to tell me. But th he didn't know till after. And then he posted a great pic of him holding the baby uh, after the Super Bowl. Like I said, I'm so overwhelmed. My wife is having a baby tonight. <laughs> so oh I got to go to the hospital and see her. <laughs> this is definitely the best day of my life right now. I mean it just really put such a great bow on this whole moment. Even if you're not into football, it's like there's so many other things to also be excited about. There's something about. for everybody. Something for everybody. <laughs> we got babies. We got engagements. <laughs> Jeremy, thank you so much. Thanks. Now, as we mentioned, the stars were out in L.A. last night, and there were plenty of couples cozying up at the big game. So after the break, I've got updates on the stars who turned the big game into a hot date for today's Super Bowl-themed heart monitor. And sticking in the love department for Valentine's Day, later we've got relationship experts Jackie Dorman and Bachelor alum Nick Vile sharing their tips and tricks to finding real love in these high-tech modern times. Stay with us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There were the Beavers, who made it a double date for last night's Super Bowl. Justin and Haley Bieber watched the game alongside Kendall Jenner and her boyfriend, NBA superstar Devin Booker. Kendall isn't normally the kind for big public dates, but the foursome were photographed together with Devin and Justin rocking some matching shades. Meanwhile, Justin and Haley were sporting matching fuchsia hair. Yes, it's true. Go look at the pictures. Moving on, with Rock Nation producing the halftime show, you knew the Carters would be in attendance. Jay-Z and Beyonce were seen on the Jumbotron, jamming along with everyone else during the show. And I can't tell you how much I love to see fellow Destiny's Child singer Kelly Rowland rocking out next to her BFF, Queen Bee. 
But without further ado, the biggest Valentine's Day story from the big game is Benifer 2.0. That's a lot of Bs. <laughs> ben and Jen were spotted as guests in the meta suite at SoFi. And in her weekend newsletter, JLo revealed Batman boyfriend Ben Affleck's Valentine's Day gift to her. Affleck created a personalized music video featuring stills and videos of their early careers and their previous time together as a couple. The footage was mixed in with the Marry Me actress's music video for her latest song, On My Way. It is very sweet, and you should definitely check it out today. The more I see the two of them together, the more I think this is it. And he'll be saying, marry me soon. Well, as you well know, today is that day when love is in the air. And if you are happily flying solo, more power to you. But for those of you looking for some actually useful love advice, whether you're trying to spice up your next virtual date year three into this pandemic, or you're trying to get over your ex, or you're out here looking to make the next one the one, I got you. My next two guests know a lot about modern romance. Joining me now is author Jackie Dorman, whose best-selling book, Married in 12 months or less has people talking. And along with her is someone who knows firsthand what it's like at least getting engaged in 12 months or less, host of the Vile Files podcast, television personality, and Bachelor alum, Nick Vile. Hey guys, how's it going? Let's talk love. Hi. How's it going? Well, first things first, dating during COVID. As I just mentioned, we are now year three into this pandemic and more folks than ever before are out there trying to figure out this virtual online dating thing. So, Nick, I want to start with you. With all the callers that you have, you know, dialing in to your Ask Nick episodes, what is the biggest issue you're hearing about in this new dating world of ours? I think if one thing, if the pandemic gave us anything, I think, like, for example, like Zoom dates, I'm a huge advocate for people kind of incorporating that into like their dating life, even like post post COVID and for all people in dating, you're, you're meeting a stranger on a dating app. And so people spend too much time, you know, in the texts, whether it's via the phone or uh, in the dating app, you know, having kind of these very high level conversations uh, with people they that are total strangers. You're saying pick up the virtual phone and just get that over with. Yeah, I think make it simple and get out of the text messages and start like qualifying these people that you think you're you're nice. that you're swiping right on. We we truly have more options than we ever had before, yeah. you know, with dating apps and social media. People spend way too much time, you know, just collecting options and uh, that doesn't get us anywhere. Well, Jackie, what about you? What advice do you have for someone who is dipping their toe back into the dating pool, but looking to really lock it down for a lifetime? I agree with everything that Nick's saying right now. I mean, dating hasn't really changed that much because people have always thought dating sucks. (laughs) I mean, dating has always sucked for a lot of people because they have the mindset that dating is for mating. And so they want that, you know, cute story of how they met. They're watching too many Hallmark movies or too many rom-coms. And they think that's the way it has to look like. And it doesn't look like that. We have all this technology and all these dating apps, but you really don't have all those options. Those people are misrepresenting themselves. You know, I think people get analysis paralysis. They're like, oh, well, I I can't talk to two or three or four people at a time. Well, yeah, you can because it's low stakes. Dating's not for mating. 
Dating is a self-discovery process to find out more about yourself, about what you like, what you don't like, who you're going to be most compatible with. What people are doing more is kind of that the ancient ways of matchmaking where they're going for walks, they're meeting up, they're doing something active. They're getting to meet each other. They're getting to talk. They're getting to know each other instead of just hooking up with people. I mean, as soon as you introduce drinks into the situation, then, you know, this could be Prince Alarming, not Prince Charming. So it's, it's just really cool that people are starting to get to know each other um, better, like with the Zoom that Nick was talking about. In fact, I encourage all of my clients not to have more than three text exchanges before they go to face-to-face. Oh, um, exes. There's been a lot of splits during the pandemic. So, um, Nick, I'm going to kick it to you because, I mean, you have had to deal with this in the public eye, you know, splitting up. Uh, how, did you, how did you navigate that? What's your best advice for, like, just getting over it. Well, I mean, the key to any breakup or heartbreak is acceptance. You know, once you accept that it's over, you can move on. And the thing about heartbreak, it sucks, is that we can try to be the best partner possible. We can do whatever we think the, the, the relationship needs, but we can't control people's feelings. Like people can fall out of love, right? And if that happens, uh, we have to accept. There's a grieving process. And I think oftentimes in heartbreak, we will not evaluate the relationship. We evaluate ourselves, mm. right? And we don't like to evaluate ourselves. So the first thing we do is, you know, when we feel an uncontrollable pain, we want to not feel that. We can't run away from our feelings. We all wish that if we, when we felt heartbreak, we could just like say, I'm going to run away. I, we, I'm going to take a trip and like my, my heartbreak will stay wherever I'm at. I'll go on some <laughs> trip and feel good. That, you know, so we fight and we fight to the thing that we think can like, you know, bring us that happiness again. And that's the partner when in many cases that relationship probably ended for a reason, right? I always tell people make lists about like things that you were hopeful for and the things that you were grateful for. If you list hopeful and grateful, gratitude is, you know, the one feeling that can't become toxic, right? Yeah. And hope is an indication of a relationship. It all sounds nice. I hope this, I hope that, but hope is also an indication of like something you don't have in a relationship. I hope he was more attentive. I hope that she hmm. listened to me more and things like that. So every time you list all the things you hoped would change in a relationship, it's letting you know what you can look for in your next relationship that you weren't getting in your current relationship. And if you list all the things that you were grateful for, I was grateful that they you know, always did X, Y, or Z. You, you'll most likely find that your hopeful list is a lot longer than your grateful list. And I think that mm. is you know, just one tool I'll tell people to if use. If your hope yeah. list is longer than your grateful list, it's over. It's done. Cancel it. I like that. Try not to have your pain be an excuse for wanting them back. Nick, I'm wondering, um, have you ever ghosted or been ghosted? I've been ghosted. And my, my first girlfriend, the second time we broke up, you know, we met when we were 18, we're young, kind of like immature. And you could argue toxic relationship as often is the case with, with teenagers in love. But the second time she broke up with me, like one night we had a nice night and the next day gone off the face of the earth. And like a month later, she like emailed me like I met someone else. You should move on. Now that's ghosting. <laughs> it's a painful experience yeah. for anyone who's ever uh, experienced it. We need to be better communicators. And we certainly it's nice to uh, let people know, hey, we're not feeling it. It's like if you go on one date, you have a cup of coffee, maybe you go on a walk. Do you really want that person to text you the next day and say, listen, 
I wasn't vibing you. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you do, but I don't, I wouldn't call that ghosting. Oh yeah. I don't think there's such a thing as ghosting. I think it's you dodged a bullet every single time. And so I think that you should be very thankful that that person cut your losses very quickly and allowed you to move forward faster. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, if someone is, if someone isn't healthy enough where they're going to show up and talk to you about what they want and what they felt, and they're just going to just completely disappear, then that's not someone that you, and a lot of times these people circle back around and they reappear. And if they do, do not, do not take that call. Do not answer that text. All right. That person is someone who has not figured out what they want. Mm. With your, with your background of, of doing that, racing kind of to the altar, Nick, what do you think about that? I, I loved uh, a lot of what Jackie said in terms of with dating and people spend way too much time looking for someone to like them rather than thinking about what they like, what they value in a relationship. I'm not a big advocate of, of timelines. I mean, I, I think my girlfriend would be, interested, you know, like would, would love to hear the, you know, get engaged in 12 months. But listen, I think everyone's situation is different. I think if people who marriage is a a big priority and they're anxious to do that, that can be a great fit for them. Other people, you know, they might meet, you know, a certain stage of their life where they, they're kind of caught off guard by meeting someone that they really connect with and, and vibe with. And I think sometimes timelines can be a little bit dangerous about, you know, setting false expectations and reaching to a certain timeline and all of a sudden, you know, have other priorities. So Mm, I love that. Just so you know, guys, that's not, you know, I, I know married in 12 months or less and it's kind of a hook and people come, but that's not what we do. So there's, there's two types of relationships that happen faster, marriages, I should say. There's the bad, toxic kind, and then there's the healthy, actualized kind. And that's the kind that we specialize in because if you do the type of work that we do, the whole purpose of saying married in 12 months or less is it doesn't have to take long. If someone's out there and they're dating for years and years or they're in a relationship where they're saying they love this person, but they can't make that commitment, something's not right. I love all these little nuggets, you guys. This was amazing. Thank you so much. And I feel like somebody might get married off of this episode. I'm just saying. (laughs) I think so, too. Nick, Jackie, (laughs) thank you so much. Well, with that, I need to go prepare for my own Valentine's Day date right now. Doug and I always stay in and pick a super fancy recipe to try and make together while we're wrangling the kids. Crab stuffed salmon this year. I am very excited. But before I go, there's another couple from Indiana that really made me laugh. And I have to share this story with you. 29-year-old Tyler Frederick and 23-year-old Chelsea Roy are celebrating their commitment to not have children. Tyler recently underwent a vasectomy, and to commemorate the experience, the couple had a professional yet hilarious photo shoot. Now, one shot is of Tyler and Chelsea holding a baby onesie that reads, coming never. (laughs) And then there's one of them standing together holding a pair of tidy whities with snip snip across the front. The couple said they never planned on having kids and hope they can inspire others to feel more comfortable about making that choice. Tyler told people, if these pictures make things any easier for someone pressured into having kids or helps normalize this choice, then I'm happy to have helped others even just a little. I love it. Live your life, not anybody else's. And you all need to see these pictures over on people.com. I promise it's something to make you smile. All right. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day, however you choose to spend it. And we'll be right back here again tomorrow for more People Every Day. 